Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an astounding duo of topical products with the specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% of your purchase over at CBDMD.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, do you think this show, like if it was just missing the one of us, would be as bad as the Lakers without one of their two main guys? <laughs> well, is when I'm not around and you do the solo shows, I mean, how does that, how does that work out? You got to say not as good. Not as good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for those of you who are listening, please tune in to all of those mailbags and all that stuff. But, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I'm looking at this Lakers roster and it was very clearly built to have, both LeBron and AD play large chunks of the game. Either one of them is always going to be on the court and then they're going to be at their best, obviously when both of them are out there. Um, But did you expect that the Lakers would look as kind of hapless on either side of the ball as they have for stretches? So here's the stat. Here's the number that really jumps out at me. This is from um, at Lake show scoop. In the last four games, the Lakers have given up 65 three-pointers, third most and third highest three-point percentage, uh, just under 44% to their opponents while ranking bottom third in both three-pointers made and three-point percentage themselves. Their opponents have outscored them by 102 points from distance in that stretch. Um, You know, we talked a lot last year about the math of the game and how sometimes, you know, last year's team was up against the math of it, but they were good enough because they figured out ways to overcome that math. But without Anthony Davis on this team, overcoming that math seems pretty damn hard. Yeah. I I think it's less of a talent thing though, at this point and just an exhaustion. I think the league, not just the Lakers. I mean, you know, Milwaukee's lost what five in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, The Celtics have been hovering around 500, for quite some time, like I, a good portion of the, le- of the league is kind of sputtering into the all-star break Denver, right? Like, even though they mm-hmm. rained some of those threes on us, right? Like to me, this, that's not what this, like this Lakers, this Lakers team, I don't want to act like is, is perfect or that there was nothing to learn from tonight, but I just really think we're in a part of the season where everyone's kind of, you know, sputtering to that point there are some teams though that are not that are in a different place like mentally and in their like in their journey throughout this season than Mm -hmm. that brooklyn is one of those teams right that has their foot more on the gas tank or on the gas pedal utah is another team of of that ilk so it like to me the i'm from a roster standpoint without ad it's the with being without ad and schroeder is that so much of our offense um, is built around individual talent than a, a flow offense in which 
like we're going to play Miami on Saturday. Miami plays a lot of flow offense where one action flows into the next, into the next. No, our, our offense is built around LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Dennis Schroeder being able to create shots to a lesser extent, also Marcus soul and Montrez Harrell. But I was, you know, when we, the, the last pod we did, I was like, we're, I think we're going to be okay without AD. I think we're going to be about five and four, six and three somewhere in there. If we're without AD and Schroeder for a period of time, that drops significantly, not be- mm-hmm. because Schroeder, who is a, a very good player, but it's the combination of those two things of like, oh, how do we create offense? Who, because mm-hmm. we've got so many guys, Wes, KCP, um, Keith, Caruso. Caruso, that that's not their job is to create a shot. Even right. Kuz, right? Like Kuz isn't much of a ball handler. So and then THT is one of the most talented guys, but in that respect, but he doesn't really know what he's doing yet in other, <laughs> and uh, the Nets really picked on him tonight in this game. So um, yeah, it, that is more of what my takeaway from this game is, is that like the loss of AD and Schroeder, that's a lot of shot creation that when LeBron isn't on the floor, there's a lot of like, Oh, what the hell are we doing type? And, you know, whereas if Schroeder played, you'd always have somebody on the court that could, that could do that. So I, I agree about the, the fatigue thing. Like, it's just unavoidable. You're talking about a human body that does just get tired, no matter who it is that we're talking about. You know, LeBron's a little differently in, in, in regards to some of this. Um, do you mind if I just go on, on on a bit of a rant? And I know some of this stuff, like, you can't quite touch because of the position you hold in, in your employer and stuff. But I think I, it's okay. effing, effing bananas that – in a year in which we are dealing with a global pandemic, we are dealing with, you know, like the, the league was dealing with it last year, right? And then they're trying to just quickly turn around the season right now, right away. And uh, on top of the wear and tear that comes with turning that season around as quickly as possible, or in some cases having some guys have so long off that they got even more out of shape in the time, in the time that they had off. And then on top of that, you have the safety protocol that, you know, just kind of gets applied sometimes and, and when and where a player can come back seems to have a lot to do with when their team is playing on national TV and the role that they play on that team that like, the NBA didn't expand rosters is so it's so nonsensical to me. It's it makes so little sense to me that I, I find myself really annoyed at the fact that like the Dallas Mavericks for a long time there, they weren't suspending any of their games because they had just enough players to be able to get by. You're asking teams to play NBA games with eight players on the regular. Like it's not like a one that, that Chris Kamen game where he was lying on the bench. It was just like, that was a one-off kind of thing, and we made a joke of it because it was such a joke of a situation, but that joke is being expend- extended throughout the entire NBA. And, and you know, o- o- of course, like, some people are going to say, like, oh, why are you bringing this up now when it's finally the Lakers who are shorthanded? No, no, no. This has been fucking stupid for the entirety of the season. <laughs> this, this season has been such a joke that, that some of these teams have had to deal with. And, and that, that the league saw these teams deal with it in such a short turnaround and then said, yeah, I mean, you guys can make it work. Also, by the way, you're going to be hard capped, so you can't even add a 15th player at the beginning of the season when you would like to be able to do so. Like, it's just so ridiculous to me, and it, it, it's frustrating to see so many teams put in the spot that they are. 
I'm actually really glad that you brought this up because I'm not, you know, I'm I'm 40 years old and I I hope people know that I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, that back in the 90s and the early 2000s, that was real basketball. They right? didn't play defense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not somebody who right who does that. I, I love the modern game. It's more skilled than it's ever been. And the when basketball is played at its highest level, it continues after a lifetime of watching basketball. When basketball is played really well in 2021, in this era, it still fascinates me. It really speaks to the how rich the game is, is that decades into loving the sport and being really deep into it, I'm still finding things where I'm like, that's really cool. That just... Mm-hmm. Like aside from coverage or any content that's get made gets made out of it, I'm fascinated today's, by it. today's locked on NBA. The final the power rankings that Adam put together was the top artists of basketball. It was a fascinating that's subject that we had. Super cool. I, I, you should listen to it. I, I think you would really dig it. You guys that, who are listening to it, you guys should really check that out. It was really good. I love that man. That's right up my alley, as you know. So I say this with love. This is the least competitive NBA season I can ever remember. Yeah. And it's that's not casting a judgment on the players. The the amount of like motor and juice and and just like spirit that this isn't just a Lakers thing. This is across the league. That's why like we watch these games and we're like the Lakers aren't playing well and they're not. They're also 22 and eight, which is mm-hmm. really uh, speaks to the caliber of basketball that's being played around the league. So I say this again as from love and from a fan of a team that is doing just fine, that I I've, am not concerned. We need, you know, I'd love to pick apart the Brooklyn game more, but in, a, we will. in a bigger sense, the league, I really hope over the course of the all-star break and in coming up with the schedule for the second half and all of that really considers this element that, and that they don't have to rush through the second half, like try to get these guys some rest, mm-hmm. try to try to space the schedule out, try to make this an easier uh, road to go down for them because it will improve your product because it, it just feels like it's, it's hurting right now. Just every game that I watch, I'm like, man, this isn't, this isn't great basketball. It like, yeah. like Utah is playing great basketball right now. And that's why they're just kicking the crap out of the rest of the league. Right? They also had an extra like month off. Yes, but they weren't the only team that had that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, credit to Utah. Right. But so much of the league, if you look around, like how many teams in the league, the league right now, would you say Anthony are playing like, not the best version of themselves, but like a good version of themselves. You know how every team's got like their good version, their bad mm-hmm. version. Like how many of them is the, uh, are like the good version of them right now? It's like maybe five, man. That's high. Honestly. Yeah, it might be. I think it's, it's high like, because like, it, you know, Utah is obviously the best version of themselves. I think right now, Portland, while shorthanded, I think is playing above their heads. The Knicks probably feel like who feels good about themselves a right little now? little bit, but I think that's more expectations than anything, right? We didn't expect much from the Knicks this year. The Hornets, same kind of notion. Sure. Um, but but beyond like I think Phoenix, there's your fifth team. Yeah, Phoenix probably feels good. It, it's but it's somewhere but in there, it's, right? It's well well less than half. Yeah. Less than 10. Teams are like feeling pretty good about themselves right now. And just I just hope, yeah, there's some 
uh, love and care and thought that's put it like, I get it. We need to make money, right? We need to like, yeah, we need to generate revenue. It's, it's not something that, that's, that is like, that of course needs to be considered. I think that sometimes though, being a little bit slower and a little bit more caring in the long run will generate you more revenue because the basketball will be, will be better. And yeah. just, there will be fewer injuries, fewer guys out, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just like, I, we're, we're like, I don't know, a week away from every back to back being sponsored by Casper mattresses. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just, it's so tough to, and again, obviously it's no coincidence that this is coming up on a night where the Lakers are missing two starters and Oh, no, this uh, isn't they, a Lakers-specific thing. Like, but it isn't. Oh, no, we've been it really fine. much isn't. Because no, the been, team that they were playing against fine. was also missing a starter. <laughs> right. The team, the team they well, were missing. And that's the like, thing, too. Like, the, you we were kind of like great this game could have been. Like, right. We were kind of robbed. Like, LeBron and AD, their first matchup with KD and Kyrie and Harden. Right. And, right? and it's not to say that there's nothing to take away from this game, but it's like, it ain't the same, man. It's just not. Right. And, it, and that's part of what, like, this should have been a the game that everybody's talking about tomorrow type even of, leading up to it right yeah all of it this is one of those marquee games in a regular season right and it just like it was still you know high level basketball at least by the nets they played they played very well and um and they've got a lot of room to grow they're legit um but it just it wasn't anywhere near what it could have been we need to get more games where like we haven't had many really kick-ass marquee games that yeah. clippers nets game was really the only one i can think of that was like those are two good teams playing pretty yeah. good basketball they're competing like good basketball for this time of year, like right? twitter moment games you know right where right. where people have a hard time like you have a hard time falling asleep after the game or like you have adrenaline yeah. like kind of running through your game after the game because That's you want it. to continue to talk about it and then that game is over and you're like, all right, give me more. Give me more. It's not, there haven't been very nights this season where a game happens and you're like, give me more basketball. Give me more basketball. It's more yeah. like, it's yeah. more like, all right, we got through this one. Let's just go ahead and get ready for the next one. And it kind of sucks because it's like <laughs> the league as evidenced by some of the starter stuff that we saw today, it's really difficult to put together 10 players who are objectively more deserving to be all-stars compared to all the other teams, all the other players in the league. It's really mm -hmm. difficult to do that because the league is super talented, but, but because of the way the season is kind of playing out, you don't necessarily feel that on, on a nightly basis. Yeah. It's and felt like an extended preseason almost like it's a little more intense than that, but it doesn't, it hasn't felt like the regular season for most of it. It's like, it's like, uh, all right. So you have, you, you've eaten it like a Benihana right before. Uh-huh. Just imagine like you eat your soup and your salad and then you finish that. And it's like, they're good. I love Benihana's soup and their salad. It's really, really good. And then like after that, they brought out more soup and salad. Mm -hmm. And then they brought out more soup and salad. Yeah. That like, okay. So when does like, real I promise there's a filet at the end of this sometime. <laughs> I swear to God, there's a filet, but you got to get a, you got to get through a whole bunch of soup and salad to get there. It's like that, except you're the only person in the Benihanas because the whole like that's <laughs> yeah, part of yeah. this whole thing is like the games are still super weird without the fans, man. And and I do think that that's part of what gets guys through the it, it's funny. We never talk about the NBA. So the baseball season is 162 games normally, mm -hmm. 82 games for the NBA normally. So almost exactly half. Right. And baseball is a sport where 
like guys taking days off or or there being platoon players, right? I would say that the physical toll of 82 games, I know it's a 72 game season, but the physical toll of an uh, NBA season is probably more than a baseball season, mm-hmm. right? When you can consider the, you know, nature of the sport. And baseball's always had that like sort of like guys take days off all of the time. Like, but with basketball, there's more of that expectation of like, especially with stars. Like, right. Yeah. Like, no, you're, you're a starter, you're a star. You should starting pitchers get six days off, you know, five days off between pitches. Right. I just think for whatever that's worth, I mean, I think that's something that's worth, I don't know this, this part of the season has felt to me like, like Quinn cook. We, Again, we need to get into the game. I actually think Quinn Cook could be helpful to us uh, mm-hmm. in this coming stretch. I was I'll happy to see him. Shooters out. Yeah. I mean, it was garbage time, right? Like, I'm not talking that, but I think that we're struggling for offense right now. And he's somebody that, like, he knows how to get his shot, right? And mm-hmm. he's a really good pull-up jump shooter. We don't have, especially at guard right now, we're hurting for scoring. I think that Quinn could be somebody that could be helpful in in this upcoming stretch. Wow, yep. we, we made our way back to the game. That was a long right. Just long like that. Play. I'm going to get out of here and jump <laughs> into the first segment, <laughs> the first break before we screw up that segue. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today in a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest sto- news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On for a 50% deposit bonus. When you enter your initial deposit there at the website, betonline.ag. Today's bet of the day is between the Memphis Grizzlies. They're playing at home against the Detroit Pistons. Memphis is favored by five, which means betonline.ag has them as a two. They, they, they're saying that they're two points better than Detroit. Sounds about right to me. To be completely honest, Detroit has not been very good uh, against non-really good teams this year. And uh, Memphis kind of feels like one of those teams that Detroit won't necessarily show up in the same way against uh, as you've seen against teams like the Lakers, the Nets, the Celtics, etc., and uh, I think five is a perfectly safe number of points. Saying that the, the Grizzlies are going to win by at least six points against this Detroit Pistons team at home feels about right to me. So uh, if you want to fade or follow me, do so at betonline.ag. Uh, again, use that promo code locked on for a 50% deposit bonus. If you are going to gamble, please do so responsibly. So to jump back into that that stat, so we talked about the defensive side of that stat, which I think is is has a lot to do with fatigue. But the number of three pointers that the Lakers are are not shooting per game, and the rate at which they're not knocking down those shots is starting to become, if it isn't already actually alarming, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to where they were at the beginning of the season, and compared to where they are. Com- you know, with, with other teams in the NBA. And, you know, we entered that last break or the first break of the show talking about Quinn cook and look, I I think the Lakers need to find a way to get as many willing shooters on the court as possible. Just anybody who is willing to catch. I had a shot. So 
we uh, we walked over to our neighbors a couple uh, doors down, uh, and we just happened to be there for the opening stretch of the game, and then headed back here to to catch the second half of it. And we're talking to them, and I'm I'm watching the game, and and I'm watching as best I can while still seeming like some somewhat sociable. And on one play, uh, I forget who it was. I think Harold had the ball in the post, kicked the ball out to KCP. And KCP caught it. And it was in one of these moments where the camera's actually above there, above the court. And KCP caught it. And because of the angle, you saw that much more space that he had to be able to get the shot off. And he didn't shoot it. And mid-conversation, uh, our neighbors, who are like the, the biggest sweethearts in the neighborhood, I love them. They are my favorite neighbors. And <laughs> mid conversation there, we're talking about uh, the, all of the stuff that has been going on recently in Texas and how we've all been shut up in the house for, for going on a week now, more than a week now. And KCP catches it, pivots out of the shot. And I go, shoot the ball KCP, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and my poor neighbors are like, what the, you know, and, but the, the, but yeah, I, it, it's reached the point where the Lakers need to find a way to get somebody on the court who is willing to take that shot, because it's one thing to not knock down anything, but when it, once a team notices your reticence to shoot, you are a negative offensive player, especially if that's what's expected of you of an offensive player. Yeah, I think I mean when you're tired, tying back to the first segment, mm-hmm. how, what happens to your jump shot? Oh, right. It, yeah. If your legs are dead, that's I mean, it's really difficult to shoot when you're like. And that's why to me, this part of the season, even this coming stretch, I think getting Quinn run, getting Alfonso McKinney run, getting yeah. Dudley run. Right. Just guys that are not exhausted worn down, that are not exhausted. Right. Like it, it's that baseball analogy. Right. Like every seven to ten days, you're your shortstop sits or, you know, your catcher doesn't play every day, Mm -hmm. you know, aside from pitcher and all that, there's, there's a fourth outfielder that's going to get in there against lefties or whatever, right. Against certain matchups. I just think that the, so the, the kind of ominous part of this season is there's a presumption that the energy will be coming back at some point Mm -hmm. that at some point they will be able to summon that spirit and life but the longer the season goes along <laughs> well no 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 see to, okay that you know i think it's good to put a, a boundary on it a deadline i'm looking after all-star break to Thanks. me we're just trying to get to the all-star break right now that's the portion of the season that we're in is that you've got you've got winter break you remember when you were when we were kids and you had winter break coming up and it was like two weeks pete how and- dare you you and I both know I was in that mode the first day of school. <laughs> so, sure. So even then, so but then, how do you feel like when it's I had close? senioritis as a kindergartner? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my that that's my point though is that yeah. as it gets close, you're like, oh, right. You got your eye on that. You know, my <laughs> I had an old boss call call it clock watching. Right. Yeah. You got off at five, and it's like you know, it's four twenty one, and. Yeah, oh, it's four twenty-seven, nine fifteen. It's four twenty. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a yeah, and you're you're just like watching that clock, like waiting for that to come. I think that's portion portion of the season that we're in, and that's why like 
I'm not trying to sound like this super optimistic about everything. I just, I, I feel like I know this team really well and the, the personality of it and kind of where, where they're coming from. And this is a, like, we're just trying to get to the all-star break. I, I genuinely believe that. So yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not worried about, about all those sorts of things. Yeah. I, I do think though, that ignores some of the roster makeup that makes me a little nervous. That makes it even more difficult to be going through the stretch of the season, right? Because during the stretch of a season, given where their bodies are, especially on the perimeter, because if you're playing perimeter defense and you don't really have a shot blocker behind you, you have to be really effing good on the perimeter. And in order right. to be really effing good on the perimeter, you have to be a you kind of run. engaged that really wears you down over the course of the season. Hundred percent true, Anthony. Hundred. That's why we look so bad at times. Is because yeah. you like if you're a shot blocker like Javale or Dwight, and you're not mentally engaged, you're still big, right? Like, right. You're not really paying attention, but some dude comes hauling ass into the lane, and you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna go try and block this shot. Yeah. Right. If it, but if you're not big, if you're and you're relying on upon speed and not mentally engaged. It doesn't work the same way. Like yeah, big guys are always big. fast. Guys aren't always fast because you have to actually be running to do it. So if we're not running, you can know nothing about basketball and know how well the Lakers are playing by by like are they running or are they jogging? Yeah. And well, if they're but, running, they're playing well. If they're jogging, they're not. But I but I think though you know just in terms of roster makeup too, like not having Anthony Davis back there to clean up some stuff while they are this kind of tired on the perimeter is a big, 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 big deal. Sure. Right. And Marcus Saul isn't that kind of defensive presence out there. Cause he's also exhausted. The dude signed up for the season to play 20, 22 minutes a night. He's out there playing. Uh, well, he played 20 tonight, but it was a blowout, but he played 30 the other night. And, you know, I, I think the sooner, the sooner they can get to February 24th, right? And we're going to talk about this here in a bit, but the sooner they can get to the the, the February 24th mark where they can add another big to just stand in front of the basket as these guys are exhausted on the perimeter, the better they can possibly be. And that's me saying that as somebody who just a week ago, maybe a week or two ago, said that they could use another perimeter defender to, to help as a bigger wing out there. And you know, I still stand by that. I think the, the the team would be at their best in terms of of you know long term goals and long term roster makeup. They would better be better served having another wing on the team because eventually you're going to get Anthony Davis back. But just for the sake of these next potentially as many as four, right? According to the Lakers, now there's kind of some mix up. Right. Vogel said four weeks. And then there was a Lakers spokesperson who came out and said that that's more of an estimation. Right. Uh, so it's in that three to four ish week region that the Lakers might be missing Anthony Davis. But all the same, they, they, they might need to just go out there and add a big body on February 24th because everybody's so tired on, on the perimeter. And I don't know that just an all star break cures that stuff. Um, so let's come back after this break and we'll come back and we'll talk about that a little bit and and some of the good that we might have seen uh, in an otherwise bleak uh, loss to the Brooklyn Nets. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you will save 20% off your next order. Not your first, your next. So however often you go to the website and you make a purchase, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to save 20% off. And you're saving 20% off on 
an incredible product. We've been working with these guys forever now, and it is a the kind of thing, the kind of partnership you're really proud of, not just because of the ability that we've been able to work together, but also because of how great the product itself is and how easy it is to sell. I've told my family about it, close friends back home, uh, friends that I've made out here. I personally use it almost every day, basically. I, I would probably say I'm closer to every day than anything else, any other way you could describe this thing. It's great for me because I'm always on the go, always have some errand to run or something to ride or something like that. Avery got into some kind of trash or something, so I have to clean up and don't have enough time to uh, eat a full meal. Built Bar is, is, has been great with that. I've lost weight since we've started working with them because it's a super healthy bar. Great flavors, great textures, just an all-around fantastic product. So one more time, head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, the best protein bar you'll ever eat. Let's start with some good, just because it's been mostly a bad taste in our mouth. It's funny, I, I, yeah, I wanted to be more specific about the bad, but yeah. We, we can, I mean, and we will, but I just wanted to continue to shout out Kyle Kuzma. Like, mm -hmm. there are, obviously, defensively, there were some moments where, you know, you, you can't lose Joe Harris, and, and I thought uh -huh. he did that on a couple occasions. And I thought a lot of Lakers were responsible for that. That's why the guy goes and, and shoots six of seven from three-point range. Um, but Kuz goes for 16 points, 10 boards. Um, and, and more than anything, like I thought of all the Lakers playing out there, gave the most consistent energy. And I, I, I just, I've been just kind of blown away by night in night out the dude just goes out there and runs like a freaking kenyan marathon runner out there he's just he just has constant energy and and even though sometimes it's a little too much energy and sometimes he's not always in the right spot but it's it's an error like you say right error of commission rather than no mission that's right right I, I, I prefer the kind of errors that Kyle Kuzma is making this year, not just compared, obviously, to the errors that he was making over the course of his career, but but compared to the errors that some of the Lakers were making out there on the court with him. Yeah, going to the whole energy thing, he's one of the few guys right now that brings that every night, right? Yeah. That, that does play that way every night and that is – uh, that has that and he had a little more in the way of ball handling responsibility and shot creation and i thought he did okay at that um although again there was we were very lost without lebron on the floor in this game and yeah. he had to pick up some of the slack and he was able to do that in isolation i think that if Schroeder's going to be out um for you know for a few games that getting more actions with coups and handoffs or ball screen situations. He's pretty good at like hitting the role, man. Like his responsibility can increase as a, a playmaker a bit. Um, so as wonderful as his energetic all around game has been, and uh, was, you know, in this game is one of the few bright spots in it. 
I think we need bucket getter Kuz to show up a little bit little over bit. the next few games and playmaker Kuz. I think um, we're missing a little bit more of, of that. And we need that part of him to kind of come back out. It'll be interesting to see if he can do both at the same time. I'd kind of like to see some Kuz and Caruso uh, pick and roll where Caruso setting a screen for Kuz. Just a, okay. or even like a handoff or anything like that. <clears throat> Cause you know, like bucket getter coups, you tend to think of as like isolation. You, you know, you swing the ball over to him and, and you try to make something happen. And, and he's capable of doing that on occasion too. But, but yeah, I would, I would like to involve him more in sets that have options on the end of it rather than, Hey, go and get me a clean look here. Um, I, somebody else noticed actually in the uh, mailbag questions, somebody, you know, and, and a few people noticed in asking the question, like, Hey, have you guys noticed that they're running fewer plays for coups as a ball handler, as a, as a creator? And, and, you know, the answer to it is yes, they have, but it's because they went out and got Schroeder. They went out and got Montrez Harold. Yeah, they've got more shot creators that kind yeah, of they don't necessarily need that as exactly. much, but they do now they, they, yes. they need them more like that now. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to, to start the segment with a little bit of positivity here. And and obviously you wanted to dive right back into how much you hate everything from tonight's game. Um, but like what specifically, like beyond the fatigue stuff, because we've covered that, I think, very well. But right. did you see anything that like, you know, actually bothered you in ways that you can kind of contextualize beyond fatigue? Oh, for sure. There, there were a few things that bothered me there. And there were a few things that I disagreed with. Right. So I'll start with the things I, I disagreed with in that. Um, so they started Jeff Green and Jeff Green is a difficult matchup for Marcus Gasol. Mm-hmm. Then it, the matchup off the bench was Trez versus DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre yeah. Jordan is a difficult matchup for Trez. Right. If you switch those things, then that's a different story. Right. That's that's an advantage for the Lakers. Jeff Green isn't strong enough to kind of keep Trez out of the paint. Trez would eat against him and has the perimeter speed to close out a little faster than Martin can. Right. Trez struggles against uh, DeAndre Jordan because Trez struggles against big guys. Your Andre Drummond's, DeAndre Jordan's, Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic, just dudes that are a lot bigger than him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you flip those. I that's a, a big portion of the game. You get the best version of Mark, you get the best version of Trez, right? And and you don't you cover up their weaknesses a bit, right? Vogel doesn't like to match up on a game-to-game basis and in the regular season. In the regular season. And didn't this game in the first half at least, right? And I think that I I get where he's coming from if we have a norm a healthy roster. I think that if we're going to be kind of in flux anyway, like let's go try to win these games. Let's go try to find yeah. some of these weird lineups that maybe you didn't think of, of trying out, right. That weren't on your top five. Hey, let's get each of these lineups run during this regular season, good or bad, which is why you do that. The continuity approach, right. It's like, we really want a lot of data, a lot of uh, how do these groups play with each other? Well, if that's blown up by injuries, like, that it, it puts you in a place to be where you can experiment a little bit. Right. And so I would, I would like to see that a little more in this little stretch of the season. Um, and so we'll see about that. The part that what bothered me was our perimeter defense in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
When we're good, we are flying around. We're rotating. Now, part of that is a lot of lineups that never have never played before. Mm-hmm. And defense is so five-man, right? Like, if you got four guys that are really busting it and one guy who isn't, or five guys who are busting it, but one guy who doesn't understand what's going on, you're going to give up open shots. And, and so. And to your own point, and to your own point really quickly, it's kind of funny that like you started with the disagreement thing. Hey, let's tinker a little bit, but also that's going to impact the, the type of defense they can play together. That's the thing. Right. And that's part of the alchemy of coaching yeah. is when it's, it's easy to, uh, on, from an outside perspective to be like, Oh, you should, yeah. you should you know, start Trez, right. Match up. And he did in the second half, he started Keith, right. Instead yeah. of, instead of Mark. Right. And so he did match up a little bit more and he does that occasionally in regular season games. But when you do that, that's exactly the thing is that you will make a change as a coach in one place and it will have an unintended consequence somewhere else where it's kind of this whack-a-mole where you're like, Oh yeah, I fixed that problem over here. It's like, Oh shit. Now this, this is over right. here on the other end. Like right? introducing That's- an introduction to this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man. Yes. Yes, exactly. Right. The law of unintended consequences. That's uh-huh. coaching in a, a nutshell. So anyway, yeah, all those things play in. So that's what's fun to talk about it. Right. It's because I have all of my theories, but all of my theories have those same kind of like, oh, if, if they did exactly what I said, it would cause this one thing that I'm not thinking of right now. It's part of the fun of, of talking about basketball. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you say there. And that's kind of what Vogel is going to run up against here. Right. Is even the inherent thought of I'm going to go chase this win in a way that I might not normally, right? That is going to put the team in an awkward situation and could potentially take away from the things that make them good in the first place, which is play good defense, get out and run, and then, and then try to, to overwhelm teams that way. And really, honestly, especially so long as Schroeder is out. We don't know how long that is, that's going to be because of the, the COVID protocols or, or the safety health and safety protocols. Um, we don't know how long he might be out and getting out and running might be all the more important because one of your key yep. half court <laughs> creators is not going to be in the lineup potentially on top of 80. Yeah. Two of them at the same time. Right. Cause right. like how many plays do we run where we just throw it to AD right. and that's the play. Right. And maybe they double him and then we get something off of that, but it's not just that it's Schroeder or just AD. It's that both of them together. It's like when LeBron sits, everyone's looking at each other like, Oh yeah. What do we do now? Like, Oh, you want to try it this play? You want to see if you can create a shot and it's just taking turns and it's these late shot clock possessions that are, that are really brutal. So that's, that's a place like if we want to avoid that, those lineups without LeBron, they better defend their asses off because they're not going to get much in the half court unless you're throwing the ball to Trez against a mismatch. Yep. We'll see how this goes. Uh, Obviously, you know, the Lakers pick up a win in Minnesota and then lose this one to Brooklyn, and we'll see how the next kind of handful of games go. But it wouldn't really surprise me if over the next, I don't know, four or five days, uh, we're going to start getting more rumors about names that the Lakers are potentially looking at, whether they're currently on rosters and the Lakers are hoping that they get bought out, or guys that are uh, not on rosters right now that the Lakers might just kind of bring in for, for a look and see what that looks like. Um, however, this all plays out, the Lakers kind of have some decisions to make, whether it's with, you know, Quinn cook and, and getting him more minutes or potentially not guaranteeing his contract and opening up an extra roster spot. If they decide they need more help, 
uh, to both fortify the roster while AD is out and then also be able to continue to have flexibility on building moving forward. We don't know how this is all going to go. Uh, one thing you guys know, though, is that we're going to have you guys covered no matter what it is the Lakers decide in any of these uh, decisions. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode and this week's episode of the Locked on Lakers podcast. Get you guys' questions in for Sunday, uh, and, and I'll answer those in Monday's show. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and we'll talk to you then. Hey, Adam Silver, add our 15th and 16th, or a 16th and 17th guy. I promise, I promise everybody's going it's, to, it's, it'll be a win. You don't even have to like... If, if it doesn't work out, just blame me specifically. I'm used to that anyway. Just just make a decision that actually helps you. Win.